Hello and welcome to the Walk and Love podcast. I'm TJ. And I'm Brooke. And today I'm going to recap my trip to Austin and talk about my biggest takeaways from the time away. And Brooke's going to ask me some questions about it. <laughs> I think it needs a snap. All right. And I'll add it. People like the self-made sound effects. So don't give me those so eyeballs. Don't give them to me, babe. I didn't give them to you. I just made them really wide <laughs> and made wide direct eye contact. As possible. And then I rolled them all the way into the back of my head. <laughs> um, hello and welcome. Welcome to the Walk on the Podcast. Uh, this is the first podcast since our collection went live and yeah. released and closed. And yep. it went amazing. Uh, yeah. All of you people who supported or shared or supported or bought or shared or supported <laughs> are amazing. And... We're so, so thankful. Um, that's one of the reasons we don't do ads on this podcast. And it's really one of the reasons that we stopped doing brand deals as well. Yeah. Um, unless it's like a perfect fit and a product that we like already use on the daily. Yeah. We don't even do those anymore because of the way that you have showed up and supported our family with these shirt releases. So we're so grateful for you. Um, and we'll just say it over and over and over again until uh, you stop buying shirts and then we need to go get real jobs. So, <laughs> but hopefully you don't do that. And so, cause I'm out of button shirts. Yeah. Um, so thank you very, very much. The collection was really successful. Um, it will ship around March 9th. Mm -hmm. And then we will do another release that will be like two best-selling designs that we'll bring back in March sometime. It's a mystery release. Mm -hmm. Not You'll see what is available. It's not like you're buying a mystery item. <laughs> it's a surprise. It's a surprise. You won't the, know when it's the coming. The dates will be a surprise. Right. Just we will boom. We'll say it's available. The podcast might get a little bit of a That's heads up. That's true. Just because we tight. We yep. tight podcast fam. Oh man. Oh, I just said that out loud. Yeah. If you guys need to unsubscribe because of that, that's fine. I, I understand. Yeah. Leave a five star review and then unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah, just say, hey, you said we tight podcast fam. Gotta go. I gotta go. And I'll understand. Um speaking of the podcast fam. Molly. Lee. Um they're the podcast family. Is that like I don't know. the Adams family? Yeah. No, that's not. No. The Adams family. No, I do not think that's the I'm right. I'm pretty sure I nailed it. Um, <laughs> so that's a different one. That we, uh, anyways, uh, we're going to read some reviews because we love reading the reviews. We read them all. They're all amazing. And sometimes even just the title is just the, yeah, the, the best, best part. part. Um, so for the first one is called Catching Up, and that's not really like an amazing title, but the next review has an amazing title. Sorry, first reviewer. Catching Up, five-star review, amazing. I love Brooke and, I love TJ and Brooke's podcast so much that when I went on an extended trip and couldn't listen for a few weeks, I came back home and was catching up on the ones I missed. That's so nice. Yeah. I'm not skipping them. Are you kidding me? Also, <laughs> I'm on the episode with Matt. Matt, Matt, Mark, Matt, Mark, Mark, Matt, Mark. I love that. Uh, and when Brooke called in and gave her Mount Rushmore of childhood movies, I could almost copy and pasted it. I can't believe she said baby's day out. I didn't think anyone else knew about that movie. LOL. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> she, it's Brooke the dumbest is, movie ever. Brooke it's is amazing. literally smiling ear to ear. <laughs> I came home from a trip away and she's smiling bigger right now. Uh, and TJ was right on with hook and home alone and the honorable mention of rookie of the year. It made me laugh how many classics you were pulling out of my, I thought unique <laughs> childhood. <laughs> Thanks for the, the great hanging out. <clears throat> the great time hanging the out. The great time hanging out. Sorry. Mm -hmm. 
wing one. Um, <laughs> hey, just read what's on the paper and I won't have it's to It's sometimes it. hard to read. Uh, <laughs> it actually is hard to read yeah. on the screen. So yeah. this podcast has a great title. The review. The yeah. review. The review. Because you can title the review and then leave the review. This yep. one's called The Hospital of Provide Dictionaries Bring a Thesaurus, <laughs> which is from an office episode. What a when, random quote, though. It's so good, though. So good. It's when... Uh, um, Michael's go bag isn't packed for Jim and Pam having their baby. And that's, yeah. and Oscar says that. So if you want to title <laughs> your five-star review, some sort of obscure office quote or parks and rec there's a quote, good chance we'll read it. There's a good chance that we'll, we'll <laughs> love it and enjoy it so much. I look forward to this podcast every single week. I love that. It feels like I'm hanging out with Brooke and TJ in their basement. Well, this, that's, <laughs> that might not be as much fun as you <laughs> yeah, think if I you mean, were here. It sounds hyped, but, uh, <laughs> There sometimes are cats that are pooping five feet away in the litter box. Um, this podcast is such a good mix of laughter and thoughtfulness, and you'll probably end up crying and laughing often during the same episode. Uh, as someone who always had a lot of fears about motherhood, it's refreshing to hear so many good things about parenting and about the joys of having kids without hiding the hard stuff. My husband and I are foster parents, and unfortunately, the newest t-shirt collection was not in our budget this time around, but we're still repping Walk and Love shirts from a few years ago, and we love supporting you guys by listening to the podcast. Thanks for choosing joy and helping others do the same. Okay, I love you. Bye. But her says, okay, comma, comma. I love you, comma, comma, bye, exclamation. I'm telling you. We're getting a we lot of messages. To, we might need to cast it to a vote. We might need to go to the audience and yeah. just say, hey, you. Let's go to the. <laughs> Let's Wait, go... what was that from? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Carmen Sandiego. Let's go to the map. Let's go to the map. Where go in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Nice. Nice. That's oh, what I got... he would say. He'd say, Let's go Let's... to the map. And then the cameras were like, whoosh, over to the, to the map. On the floor. Would they would they say, let's go to the map and then go to a map? Yeah. Wow. I know, right? The writing. The writing. <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> Carmen, who's your writers? Um, <laughs> so thank you for the reviews. They mean a lot to us. Um, seriously, we're, we're so, so grateful. I'm going to do a quick Swamp Dragons update. Ooh. I was in Austin, so I couldn't join the team on, on the battlefield, but I got a text <laughs> message. We tied. Okay. So I don't... What does want- that mean? I mean, I know what tying uh, means. Tying is usually when a team, oh, uh, when two teams score. As those words were coming out of my mouth, I knew I should have clarified more. What does that mean for where you are within the season? Uh, I don't know. I didn't check the standings this week oh, okay. because I, I, sometimes I get in my head when I check the standings and I see like right, we're going like, to play a good team and I'm like, like, I don't want to know. Yeah. So we're, but we're two, one and one. So. Okay. That's not bad. Nope. Still a winning record. That's not bad. That's a pretty good game. It's going to be great. But. I don't know. So this is the fear. Like, if I was there, would we have won or would we have lost? You'll never know. Oh, man. I'm hoping the guys say we would have won, but I don't know. We got a game tonight. Yeah. Podcast recording scheduling error. Last night, we're like, hey, we should just record tomorrow night. And Brooke was like, yeah, that sounds good because we had June's party yesterday. Yeah. We just did a lot yesterday. Yeah. And we're just like, okay, that's fine. And then we're laying in bed and you're like, oh, no. Oh no. Oh no. I've got a call tomorrow night at nine. Which is normally when we would yeah, do this. So we're recording midday. Shout That's out exciting. to shout out to my mom and dad for taking June while sending naps so we could get this in. Yeah. But I've got a game tonight. That that's what I was getting to. Swamp Dragon game tonight. Got it. Which is which is gonna be exciting. So hopefully we'll go three, one, and one. Okay. Um and now it's time for music of the week. We need a music of the week jingle. We need we need jingles for everything. But I don't know if... We should put that to a vote. Should we make jingles? See, here's the thing. I would like to make jingles. Everybody, please listen. Here's my opinion. I would love to make jingles, 
But I'm not saying that we need to go out and like, no, I just, we would I record. Do, correct. Yeah. I don't want people to think that we're going to like get rid of your Mount Rushmore thing. Right. I just wish it was pre-recorded. Consistent. And on a button. It's almost like you wish it was perfect every time. <laughs> like there's a part of you that wishes. I mean, maybe a little bit. It was perfect. Every I mean, I time. would not describe that Mount Rushmore intro as perfect. I just think it's, oh, it's for shame. dagger to the heart, right? Gosh. But so it we're is, just getting um, into it. We're just going to have our first fight on the podcast. Our first fight. <laughs> <laughs> but you want them to be like... Correct. Bam. I don't want people to think we're going to like ditch them all and come up with some new jingle. Right. Like it would still be strong feelings. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, but it, I want to be able to press the button. Press the button. Strong feelings. Like it's on a button. I want to be able to like. That's a hard F sound, babe. I think people might have thought so. They're shocked feelings. You made me nervous. I'm sweating a little bit. My butt cheeks are all tense. Rook saying the F word on the podcast. Oh, my goodness. Um, I, I agree. So someday we'll just, we'll put it on our calendar. There you go. We're going to record all the segment intros. I'm actually going to put that on the story today when the podcast okay. comes out. Okay. Do you like the live sound effects or do you agree with Brooke that you want sort of this, the same sound effect vibe, but just like consistent? Yeah. All right. Anyways, when we do that, we'll have a music section. Yes. Um, and then this is the music of the week. Brooke didn't have any music of the week. <laughs> she was home with. Did the, you really think I was going to say the F word? Have no, you ever heard me say the F word? Yes, I have. Um, out loud? Stop. Yeah, stop. Well, I guess if, I, if you heard me, I said it out loud. <laughs> You're not that good of a Christian, babe. Uh, <laughs> you've definitely heard me say the F word. Yeah. Confession. Brooke and I have both said the F word in our lives. It is pretty rare, though. <laughs> it is like, rare. super rare. Um, so, anyways, uh, Brooke didn't have any music of the week. She had the girls. She'll get into that a little bit. Um, but I, I have two, so... I covered for you, babe. The first one is a band called Vistas. Vistas? V- Probably Vistas. Vistas. Um, and they've got a new album coming out soon. So there's only three songs that you can listen to right now. And this one's called The Love You Give. It's good energy. Yeah. Uh, that song's probably that's there. Like, like, that's that, like shoulder shimmy energy. Yeah. I was definitely shimmy in them. <laughs> <laughs> that one's a shout out to the Apple HomePod. I just came on my radio. Nice. I was like, add that to my library. Yeah. Hey, device, add that to my library. Um, but yeah, it's good. That's their most like pumped up song. There are other songs that are a little more subdued, but they're like indie kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is hip hop. Ooh. Yeah, so I was in Austin, met this guy named Justin. Hey, Justin, if you're listening. And he recommended this hip-hop group called Beautiful Eulogy. And uh, it was really good. And they teamed up with a band called Citizens for this song. It's called Messiah. So I'm going to slow fade that in. Mm. I hope there's not a long intro. I've only listened to it a few times, but it's good.
that gives that feeling that we can't live without the joys we try to get that only god can give we highly doubt what allures and arouses the heart we can't figure out but it's the quickest way to account for what we prize and are most proud about these gods make promises but always lie to us the kind of lies that says they'll keep it's good yeah <clears throat> hip-hop so wow, yeah babe. i'm just it's like i'm just becoming a well-rounded person i love it but yeah beautiful eulogy the, the album's called worthy the whole album is really good and it's yeah. like very thought provoking, sort yeah. of like NF, where he's like, you're like but maybe not as scary, not as scary. Yeah, okay, <laughs> it's like NF, just less terrified. Um, <laughs> he's so good, yeah, and so but talented, he is so good. But, man, you gotta hold on when you listen to those albums. Yeah. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Um, <laughs> I thought I thought I'd start a new segment. Okay, are you ready? Yes, new segment. Dink. That's that's me hitting the play button. Dink. YouTube video of the week. <laughs> Is your machine made out of metal? Yeah, my computer's okay. made out of metal. Okay. So YouTube video of the week. This won't this won't be an always segment. Right. But so maybe you shouldn't call it of the week. <laughs> new, t- new YouTube. New YouTube. New YouTube video. Newbie tubey. <laughs> A newbie tubey. There we go. <laughs> What's your newbie New, tubie? Newbie tubies of the week. No, not of the not week. Not of the week. That's the part you got to ditch. All right. So new segment, new tubie videos of the week. Um, <laughs> uh, just because like, that's one of the things we love. One of the main things we go to YouTube video. We're not like, we don't follow a lot of like vloggers or anybody like right. that. We just like, it's like comedy. Yeah. <laughs> just comedy. Um, and so this is the first sex segment of this Seg- segment. <laughs> I'm on fire today. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Which leads okay. me to my YouTube video of the week, pitch meetings. Just go to YouTube, pitch meetings, buy screen rant. Yep. And there's hundreds of them. So this guy does these. We've f- talked about it a yeah. couple times. And when, whenever you hear Brooke and I say, wow, 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 wow. It comes from pitch from meetings. There, yeah. But he he plays both the screenwriter and the producer and it kind of has this conversation back and forth, but the movie already exists. So he just kind of tears them apart, yeah. makes funny anecdotes about them. But honestly, when I discovered pitch meetings, I, I probably watched all 100 of them, yeah. like within a few weeks, just cause they're so good. And cause I love movies. So yeah, pitch meetings, that's mine. That's my new video, YouTube video, UB2Bs, newbie2Bs, <laughs> nailed it. What about you, babe? Nailed it. So mine would be, uh, it's actually because you met Justin yeah, so in, I met in Austin. This guy named Justin Stewart, <clears throat> and he is a YouTuber. Yeah, and he has a YouTube two YouTube channels. Man, that's hard to say. <laughs> he's not new to the tube. No, he's not new to the tube. He's been he's been tubing. He's been, t- <laughs> been a while. Tubing a while. But he's got two channels. One's called J Stew, and one's called J Stew Studios. Right. And it's him and his friend Andrew, and they've just been making funny videos yeah. for years and years and years. So, so my I, recommendation, but, but here, is, here's how we found this. So I text him a video. I text him a photo. I was like, I'm introducing you to my wife. And he was like, don't start there. <laughs> and he said, start with eating loudly in the library. So they have a series of videos. They've been doing the same concept mm-hmm. of eating loudly in a library for like five or six years, yep. I think. Um, so we went back and started with the first one, which was five years ago. Yep. That is the one I would suggest you go start yep. with. Um, Oh my goodness. We were laughing so hard. Cause like even just say, even just that title, you're like, yeah, Oh yeah, okay. that'd be funny. That's gonna be funny. I kind of know yeah. what to expect, yeah. but what they eat and what they say while they eat mixed with people's reactions yeah, is just, is really good. So I'll link both those. It's in the, some, uh, 
newbie newbie doobie gold yeah newbie doobie gold <laughs> <laughs> baby um so i'll link those in the in the description but okay. we're gonna yeah. start we're gonna start <clears throat> suggesting some funny youtube videos so yeah we can, so get ready so get ready for next week for next week if we have it next week it's not a weekly <laughs> it's thing. not a weekly but if we guys. do it will be next week okay Wow. Wow, we made it. Wow, through. wow, 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 wow. Um, so this episode is going to be a little bit different, only in the fact that like normally we like sort of recap our weeks and then kind of dive into a deeper conversation about sort of the topic du jour, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I came home from Austin and I was all fired up. Yeah. And so I and I actually took like a bunch of notes, which is not super like me to take right. a lot of notes. And so I thought it would be good sort of to have Brooke sort of recap her week and a lesson that she learned along the way. And then I would kind of just go into sort of like rapid fire what <laughs> I learned in Austin. Cause it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. But then I think as we sort of put these things into practice, we'll probably circle back to them and like unpack them more. So we'll, we'll unpack them a little bit as much as we can tonight. Yeah. But or today, but, um, then we'll like, you know, as we add them into our lives, we'll sort of probably, you'll probably hear these topics more than once is what I'm saying. Right. Not today, but in future yeah, episodes, but I'm just like, so there's yeah. going to be a lot of information. I think it's going to feel like, well, we'll talk. You might feel I like, know oh, more about we'll talk that. about that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, we will. And eventually. we will, but I just kind of wanted to like get it all out there cause it was so good. Yeah. And it's like, you know, when you have good things, like just l- let people know about them. Right. And that's sort of my personality as well. But like, that's what I did with Brooke. And she, she had asked follow up questions about different things than I had mm-hmm. dived deeper into. So she's yeah. going to try to play interviewer a little bit, but Cool. All that being said, Brooke, <clears throat> how was your week? My week was grand. <laughs> I picked a different word. Nice. Uh, yeah, so you left last Sunday morning. Woke up yep. at whatever time to jump the car. Our battery is dead in our car. We need a like new one. very dead. Very dead. But it's dead. As every I, dead animal that has ever died. died. Uh, it's very dead. And so, yeah, I woke up to help you do that. And then I went because we figured for a little we, bit. We realized it was dead, dead. Too late to go get a new battery before yeah. the trip to the airport. Right. I had so to jump it just, at, my, at the uh, parking lot, too. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Sunday was good. We were just kind of at the house, me and the girls. And then Sunday afternoon was my niece's first birthday party. Mm-hmm. So, Goldie turned one. And I am pointing right now, as always, through the window that I could maybe fit through where you can see my par- my parents, my brother and sister-in-law's house. They live next door to us. They do. So that Goldie is their youngest. She just turned one. So they had a little party for her and we hung out, which was fun. <laughs> I know. I need to clarify. I could. I think I could. If the stairs were on fire. I could definitely shove the- my hips through there. <laughs> and the basement was flooding. flooding. I could get out. Not flooding. Because the flood would put out the fire. Well, maybe only to a certain level. <laughs> In I mean, I that scenario, fill the whole way. I could just hold leap your over breath. the couple last couple stairs that are still in flames. I don't know. You would be wet, so that would sort of maybe yeah, it wouldn't burn me as much. But if if for some reason you couldn't do that, yes, I would shove the kids out and then I would follow. Anyway, so the birthday party was fun. <laughs> um, yeah, we just kind of hung out after, and I didn't you know really have anything to do because you weren't home, and so. That was good. And then Monday, Junior didn't have school because it was President's Day. So, again. Thanks, school. We were just home. <laughs> no, we were here doing stuff. And then uh, the girls went to my parents for the afternoon for a little bit because I had to do some photos, which was nice. And then Tuesday, we 
I feel like we went, I took the girls to gymnastics. Yep. I did do that, didn't I? There's like an open gym gymnastics around here. And it was all downhill from there. And then it was all downhill. So Sunny still wasn't feeling well. She, she's better now. Praise the Lord. Um, But it was like, yeah, Sunday was good. Monday was good. I was feeling like, all right, I got this like solo parenting thing. Because to be honest, I have maybe done it less than you. Yes, absolutely. Because I've actually happened to, I just happened to have gone more places. Um, You have these things known as friends. Right. Okay. Right. Yep. 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 Um, So, but I'm with the girls, or at least I, I have been until, you know, last year when you, when we no longer had an office, but like I, I am often the parent on duty mm-hmm. because you're working sometimes, you know? Yep. And so I was feeling like it's not really that different. Right. Um, I've never been gone o- overnight. You, Other than when yeah, I went with briefly. Matt to Pittsburgh yeah. to interview Levi and that was right. it. Yeah. So anyway, Tuesday was just a rough day, yeah. mostly because of Sunny not wanting to nap. She, I don't know if it was just because you weren't home, T, or what was going on with her, but... She does not want to lay down for naps anymore. Yeah. She started throwing herself out of her crib. And the Mm -hmm. first time that that happened was on Tuesday. Yep. So I was not only super ticked that she did that because I was just like, no, you are not giving up naps. We are not starting the, you are two, just two. Yep. Um, But also I was just like, I felt bad for her because that hurt a lot. And so she was just like, wolf. It was a rough day with her. And then Junie was just feeling, I think, probably my emotions. I also needed to get a lot of work done on Tuesday, which didn't help sort of my insides. I was just feeling like I'm not going to get anything done. And I have stuff I need to do for all three jobs right now. And we have a collection open and that that's the priority. And I need to work on that. But my child is flailing herself out of her bed and like belly flopping onto the rug. (laughs) So what do I do? And by the time they were in bed Tuesday night and I had done a little bit more of the work I needed to do, oh, I just like passed out. Yeah. Like I didn't even clean up downstairs. I just like, I know I didn't even have it in me, in me. And then Wednesday was great. Like the weather was okay on Wednesday. You came home on Wednesday, June had school. So we had like our little bit of our rhythm back, which was, um, oh, much needed and appreciated. Um, and then you got home, yeah, which was great. The girls were so excited to see you. You brought them little keychains yep. that you picked out. Texas Longhorn and a armadillo. Yeah. And the armadillos, because it's little, it's a little keychain. It's eyes are... Those like crazy... In like the, you know, like the eyeballs like in the water. And yep. so they kind of spin around as you move it with gravity. Um, <laughs> and so... That's how that works. Yeah, because like no matter which way you tip it, they're always like I know. balanced one way. Um, so yeah, my, are you just smiling and waiting for I'm me to get to my lesson? I'm just waiting for it because it makes my heart filled with joy. Yeah. So you got home Wednesday night. The girls were excited to see you. We put them down for bed. And is that mm-hmm. when we sat in the living room and like went through your notes? Yep. Um, so TJ was just telling me like all of the things that, that you know, I'm about to tell you. Yeah. That he's about to tell us. And like, that was great. We talked for probably an hour or more. And then. He, before he went into the basement to play his game, I was like, okay, I need, feel like I need to tell you something because for me to actually admit this is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, like the girls missed you and I missed you. Like that was a given mm-hmm. during your trip. But what I did not realize isn't even the right word. I, 
give me credit for? What I had never acknowledged out loud was how helpful you are to just like the rhythm of our family. And so I was feeling on Wednesday, I was feeling a lot of guilt about how I was feeling on Tuesday when my, when everything was just like, I'm like crazy. I was just feeling like, wow, it is so helpful to have him here. And not just like a, you fold the laundry. Right. Like I, I'm not even talking just tasks, right. just like. Which is helpful. Which is very right. helpful, of course. But it is more than And that. I do fold the laundry. You do fold the laundry. Um, yeah. And like you'd, I, you'd explain something to me that kind of like, as we talked about right. it, you sort so of flushed I it do, out. I do feel like, so I had read this phrase in a book a few years ago and she was talking about herself and. It's Sean Nequist, Sean, right? It was one of Shauna's books. And like, we do not have the same personality. She's actually a seven. Like, yeah. Okay. So like, I don't relate to everything she says because we are not the same right. you know, person or personality. But one of the things she said about herself was that she desires to be wildly competent. She mm-hmm. wants to be viewed as that way. And that gets her to, she overcommits to things because right. of that. I don't necessarily overcommit, but I'd never read or heard that phrase before right. to describe just like how you want to be seen or something like that. And that clicked with me because I am very grateful that I enjoy a lot of different things and that I, I just, you excel at them. I I just, I like to do a lot of different things, but I also want to do those things well. And so I was feeling like, Oh, you go to Austin. I'll be fine. And like, I was fine. Right. It was great. I'm so glad you went for so many reasons, but I was feeling a little guilty that I'd had the thoughts of like, I mean, I'll be like super fine. Right. Like TJ, like can, I do, might if TJ like, can do this. I might like also paint a room in the house or something. Right. Sort of know? like if TJ can do this while I'm in Florida, I'll be able to do this and some while he's in Austin. I, mean, I didn't actually think of it like that, but maybe a little bit. No, I actually didn't think of that at all. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was just like, but the I just, phrase wildly like competent was like, tell you, yeah, it came out like it was, it was not hard the whole time, but it had its moments. It's harder than you thought it would be at times. Yeah, yeah. And you felt guilty that you thought, ah, this will be so easy. Right. TJ doesn't add that much value to our That's lives. not true. That's not what I said. <laughs> but it's sort of in that vein. And like, I think people can feel that about their spouse. Like, you know, oh, you never do anything or whatever. Like, right. <clears throat> there's definitely I mean, that. I mean, I... Uh, let me clarify. Yeah. I never feel you that never way feel that way about me, and ever. I know that. But like, there are people who sort of do feel that way about their spouse, and like, not that. And some spouses are really don't do anything, don't do anything or <laughs> or don't do much. But like, right. you know, not giving them credit for what they do do <laughs> is <laughs> is not going to help them do more. You know what I mean? And right. so, like, not that yeah. you ever do that, but it was just like it was interesting for me to hear that. It actually made me feel really good that like. Not that you had a ba- you had a hard time. Obviously, I don't want that. It was like, honestly like a seven hour period. Yeah, but it was like, just like okay, yeah, like I, you know, I, I had value to this family. You know, yeah. I know that, but in ways, this is a difficult conversation yeah. to have because I'm like, I don't want to make a blanket statement. Yeah, but I also, I'm just trying to express that it was a big deal for me to think, hey, you should say this out loud to TJ because right. that would mean something to yes, him and, and how he receives things. It did. Because I think of things in my head all the time and go, right. yep, lesson learned. And you can expect a joke next time I go away. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I just don't always say them out loud. So, yeah. So, yeah. It was kind of a cool moment for us. Yeah. And uh, go ahead. Finish up your week and then I'll jump into my stiff. Uh, yeah. So, you were back. And then the rest of the week just kind of moved forward. And then the big thing was that Saturday 
mid-morning was June's fifth birthday party. So we had a unicorn art party. Yeah, that's what she wanted her, for months and months and months. For months, it was just a unicorn party. <clears throat> and then she added in the art factor. Yep. So we did we had balloons. Yep. We made cupcakes and the girls got to decorate them. Yeah. So they got to pick their icing color and like mix it in and then put it on their cupcake and decorate the top. And then we did, uh, what else? You did rainbows. They, they like they colored rainbows. their own rainbows. And then we ended with like sort of like a dance party slash gymnastics <laughs> event on the nugget couches. That was yeah. quite spectacular. Yeah. Um, there was eight girls, 10 if you include June and Sunny. So there was 10. Yeah. And there were points where the decibel level was so high. so loud. Just yeah. so, 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 so very loud. loud. Um, but it was yeah. fun. It was so fun. Um, and one of the things that we sort of, we started on Friday, Saturday was kind of learned in, uh, while I was in Austin. Mm, yeah. Um, so Austin, so l- let me backtrack a little bit. So this group is called integrated. Mm-hmm. I'll keep calling it dad's club. Um, because <laughs> all the people invited are Christian men who own businesses mm-hmm. and, uh, have children. Yeah. Mo- Christian ba- business owner dads. Yeah. Most of the group own, owns, I almost said owns young children, <laughs> have young children. Or in that stage yeah, of life. Yeah, in that stage yes. of life. So like there were a couple, couple of guys who had older kids. Right. Um, but most, most, uh, most of the guys that had had kids like eight down to yeah. newborns. Right. Sort of in that, in that v- range. Um, the group was started by Jefferson Bethke, who is an author and a speaker and a mm-hmm. friend of ours, and his business partner, Jeremy Pryor, and they run this thing called Family Teams Together. Mm-hmm. And so their whole goal is to let basically Western society see the family through more of a lens of like how Eastern culture sees it. Yeah. Um, how a lot of the rest, a lot of the, of the rest of the world sees it as like us. a multi-generational family where you're in each other's lives and you don't just move out and move away, but like yeah. you're involved and there's rhythms and mm-hmm. cycles. And uh, the, if you listen to the family teams podcast, that'll be a much better yeah. place to start than, than the way I'm going to butcher it t- today. <laughs> but it was very inspiring. And Jeff invited me to be a part of this group. And I was like super excited about it. Um, I realized that I hadn't really gone on a trip just by myself since Brooke and I have been married. Like I've always gone with someone or with her. And and so it was kind of cool for a lot of reasons, but, um, yeah, so it was like two and a half days. We got there on Sunday night, we had dinner, we kind of introduced everybody to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Monday was like more of a business oriented day. And then Tuesday was sort of more of the family oriented day all under the, like, all under the umbrella of like, we want to look at everything through the lens of being a father. Yeah. <clears throat> and so it was just really, really cool. Like, yeah. Um, it, you know, it's a mastermind group. So that means that like everybody brings something to the table. There's a lot yeah. of round table discussions and, um, and we had been in one before with a bunch of influencers and that one was good, but this one just felt like it had more soul to it. And so yeah. like, I just, I was so refreshed and so energized when I came back that I'm like, man, we're, the seven in me wants to be like, let's put all this into practice. Um, but, Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> but one of my favorite parts about it was that like, there was so much grace with everything that was taught. Mm. Um, and even at one point it was like, uh, lead with grace, follow with truth, you know, lead mm. with grace, teach with truth. That was a line that we were, we were throwing around as well as like, cause like I, the, the previous mastermind I was in, it was like, you got to do it this one way. That's sort of like how it felt like, 
you know, you want to grow your team, you want to do this, and like that wasn't for us. And so yeah. there were times where we were just like, ah, I don't want to do it that way. Like, you know, yeah. but like the way it was taught was like, you have to do it this way. Yeah. And and this group was just like there was so much grace given in the talk and the teaching. Room. And it was so much just like, just start small, just take that one step, that one percent improvement, yep. you know, that that we've talked about before, that just like just do the do the next right thing. You know, mm-hmm. like do one thing. Do the next and so uh, so I'm going to go through my notes um, and just sort of bump, jump around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the first guy that they brought in was one of the guys was from Austin. And so they asked him, who's like a leader in the Austin business community that could you could bring in that's yeah. you know, sort of similar to us and sort of his belief and stuff like that. So uh, he brought in this guy, uh, his name was Russell. Um, and Russell was very much in the spiritual realm of like, like Bethel yeah. style church. And right. so it was interesting that sort of launched a bunch of conversations of like, how do you view this stuff? And it was like really kind of cool to see the group be like, I don't agree with everything that he said, but But I can still respectfully listen. And like, yeah. So so that was unique. Um, And so like, you know, uh, people have strong feelings about Bethel one way or the other. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I think that they do some good. I think that some of the stuff they say is a little quirky for me (laughs) to put it lightly. That's a kind way to say Um, it. (laughs) But he had some really good things to say. Yeah. Um, And one of the things he started off, he said, you know, I want to start off like I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a dad, but, but what I try to describe myself as to myself is I'm a spiritual entrepreneur. Mm. And I love that phrase. Yeah. I was like, man, that's a cool phrase. Like, um, just that like, yeah, you're, you are doing things in the world, but like everything you're trying to do is trying to like help someone's spirit. Absolutely. Um, And so I just like really love that. So, these notes are, are going to be scattered. Right. So Brooke, if you ever feel like I'm going too quick or I'm like, <laughs> you know, don't be afraid to pause me and okay. ask a question okay. and I, maybe I can explain it more. Yeah. Cause also the way I take notes is like, <laughs> I just literally write one line or I'll write one word and I'll yeah. be like, I'll remember that later. Right. And sometimes I do. Sometimes, sometimes like, I don't. Hi, did I, How write, did I write down guacamole? Yeah. Guacamole. Oh. <laughs> Side okay. note, go, babe. Just go. Quick, okay. quick story. Quick story. So we're at the mall last night getting tacos. We're sitting at Canova. We're in like a booth and there's a family in the booth behind us. So they're, TJ's facing them, but they're behind me. So I can't see him. There is this, I think she was the grandma in the situation to yep. the kid um, who I swear none of them had ever eaten at a Mexican restaurant before based on the conversation I was whole. I was fully invested in yeah. eavesdropping it on. Um, she, first of all, oh, so many things. So she got a burrito bowl, which apparently she'd never had in her life. Yeah, she, so was- she kept saying things like, I don't know. It's got a lot of rice in it. And to the people. And then the lady is like, the lady at the checkout was asking what kind of salsa she wanted. Well, she wanted mild. And so the lady's like, okay, well, the only mild we have is the, the green salsa, you know, the salsa verde, the green stuff. Yep. Well, she'd never had that either. So she gets that. She gets back to her table and she's explaining to her grandson. Because they were both in line behind us. Yes. And then we sat So I saw them. what they got and yep. then they sat behind us. Um, so she's explaining to her grandson that it's called guacamole. <laughs> So not only is I she got the guacamole, I got the guacamole, I got the guacamole. It's the green, it's the mild. <laughs> it's the guacamole. I got it on my burrito bowl. It's a lot like, of rice. I'm like, oh my goodness. That is, first of all, that's not guacamole. I'm even saying it right, you know, and that's not even what it is. So we were just it, like, I just kept looking at you with really wide eyes. Yeah, like, like, are they really? Do you hear her saying guacamole over and over again? Yeah, and I did. It was and amazing. It was, it was but amazing. They were all talking about their food yeah. like they had never. Yeah. What's that? Is this a quesadilla? Are those beans? Yeah. 
I was like, oh, which man. is crazy because Mexican food is probably our favorite food. If yes. we had to pick one genre, so that was like, that was just a little shocking. Yeah. So. Anyway, back to you <laughs> taking note, one worded notes. Um, well, that story reminds me of a story which I text you about in the morning. So I got oh, to yeah. the airport and I went to get coffee. So I'm in line for Starbucks and. Um, on your way to Austin. On my way to Austin. I'm, I got there early enough that I could get coffee before I went to the gate. And there's this woman behind me. And I'm like, <laughs> Brooke. I text Brooke. I go, there is an Aunt Adele behind me. And my, who is your aunt? Who's my aunt who's from New York. Right. So that that set the description yeah. of like, I can now picture who's <laughs> yep. standing behind there's you. There's an Aunt Adele behind me right now <laughs> trying to figure out if Starbucks sells bagels. <laughs> So she's behind me and she's like, I can just see her leaning yeah. over the like, she's like real pretty close to me. Cause the line was pretty long. So we're right. like wrapped around like a pillar yeah. waiting and she's like leaning over me and they're like, I don't think they sell bagels. I don't think they sell them. Do they have bagels? You think they have bagels? I'll just go ask. No, no I can just go ask. I'm not going to cut. Well, you said she was like, I only see muffins. I only see muffins. I think they only sell muffins. And she's just getting louder and louder yeah. and louder. Yeah. And of course, Starbucks sells bagels. <laughs> and so we get there and she figures it out. Right. She's like, well, do you have, I think she said, do you have pumpernickel? <laughs> and they were like, no. And it's like, right. you know, it's like four in the morning, five in yeah, the morning. So for real though. Starbucks employees are not the most chipper. Not in a not yeah, in an airport. Not in an airport. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So, anyways, it's so random, but it just made yeah. me chuckle knowing that, like, Annadelle, that's where you were. Annadelle style woman is behind me looking for bagels. Trying to find, find her bagels. Yeah. Annadelle's the one that didn't know what I did for a living for years and years and years. At one point, she asked me if I was in a band. Yeah. Just if we were in a band. <laughs> we were in a band. Which you guys have heard me singing. Yeah. I could pull it off. I'll just <sighs> be the snapper. Anyways, back to my notes. I'm yes. back. Back. To the Let's notes. Let's go to the notes. Um, one thing that this other guy, that this guy said was, <clears throat> ask Jesus, what do you think of me? And write it down for 30 days. And I thought that was like kind of a cool practice. As like an exercise. It's just like a journaling exercise. Hmm. Um, you know, uh, and uh, yeah. So he, he talked a lot about sort of spiritual things. He said, God cares about your business. Um, yeah. And he said, one thing that he said to like, we're a group of men. He said, if you want intimacy with God, approach him like you would approach your wife. Meaning that like, and you kind of put it on a spectrum that's like we start with we start with our relationship with God as like he's uh the potter and we're the clay mm-hmm. and then it you know moves to like he's our master slave master relationship and then it's like um oh man what do you say next like uh father son relationship and then mm-hmm. it ends with like he's the bridegroom okay you know and we're right. the bride and so right. it's like an intimate lover relationship mm-hmm. and so it was like just which is hard for me to sort of grasp. Like, I don't yeah. think of God that way, but like, you know, the church is the bridegroom mm-hmm. he, or the church is the bride and he's the bridegroom. And so yeah. that was like, kind of like a weird sort of like, Whoa, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. Right. Why aren't I comfortable with that? Right. You know, he already knows everything about me, you know? Right. So right. it's kind of just like a interesting thing. Um, and then one thing I wrote here was that prayer is, isn't a dialogue. It's a dialogue, not a sol- soliloquy. Mm. And often we just, treat it like a soliloquy. Yeah. Um, and then he talked about sort of like the battlefield of the mind, which is, I think what's the, uh, famous women preacher's name that she has a book called the battlefield of the mind. She's got the red hair and she's like kind of spunky. Anyways, people are probably on at the podcast. She's like a pretty famous Joyce Meyer. Joyce Meyer. There it is. Nice. Yeah. Is she the one with the sparkly jackets? I think she might have sparkly jackets. Anyways. Is she the one that says the more it sparkles, the more I like it. Yeah. That's her. (laughs) 
Man, you know a lot about Joyce Meyer. No, that's all I know because Christine Kane <laughs> talks about her in that yeah. sermon that I love. Right. Anyways, yeah. so he talked about, he was talking about like how he looks at the battlefield in the mind mm-hmm. and just like he pictures it as like a computer screen mm-hmm. and like all these windows are open and how we sort of like, and he talked about how like the devil doesn't sound, he kept saying the devil doesn't have a French accent, meaning that he's not going to be like, you should think poorly of yourself because you're not enough. Right. And then you're going to be like, wait a second, wait, that doesn't that's him. sound like me. Get him. You yeah. know, that he, t- he <laughs> tries to mimic the way you sound. And so he was saying how like when the computer screen is open, like there'll be like a thought that like will pop up. Like a pop-up window. Like a pop-up window. And mm-hmm. he'll be like, you know, and it'll be like an attack to like, you're not enough or remember that dumb thing that you did or right. you made a mistake. Remember how poorly you treated this person and how like when we have too many windows open, it's hard. Like that, that window might open up behind something else. <clears throat> and so it was just this cool sort of picture of like, you know. A way to visualize. A way to visualize sort of like, like what that might do and, and that like after practice, after practice of sort of like finding peace and maybe shutting down like all those extra windows, yeah, the pop up becomes so much more obvious to when go, it's an nope, attack. Be like, nope, I'm going to X that out that's right away. Yeah, um, that's not me. That's not from the Lord. That's not. I'm not going to let that resonate with me. Right. I've gotten forgiveness over that. I've gotten deliverance over that, or whatever. Yeah. And I just felt like that was super powerful to just be like to picture it like that. What yeah. a great visual for me specifically, especially just like you know that's so good. Um, mm. and so I was really, really grateful for that. Um, what was the phrase? The devil, what? Uh, the devil doesn't have a French accent. Mm. And I just, that, that as well, just like, yeah. you know, we end up believing lies about ourselves and we think we're telling, like they think they're coming from us right? and they might not be. Right. So, um, unless you are French and then, yeah, maybe, then, then maybe it sounds like then that. Maybe it does sound like um, that. so that was really good. <laughs> um, and then we had, uh, a lesson on, oh, I have to go to my other notes. Hold on. Let's go to the other notes. Fill it in. So this was probably, should I end with this? Because this was like probably my favorite takeaway. Okay. So I'll I'll go, I'll end with that. Um, We had another sort of talk on assets and Mm. and building multi-generational family assets. And so that was a lot about real estate, which was cool because like Brooke and I are very very interested in sort of the... Yeah. Rental, but also Airbnb model. This was definitely more heavy on just like having permanent, permanent renters. Right. Um, but you and I are sort of like kind of in between that and Airbnb. Yeah. Um, but it was cool to just like, uh, that you, that a lot of people think like when you try to build wealth for the future, you're like stingy or, you know, (laughs) I feel like I'm going to butcher this, but (laughs) that like in, uh, uh, sorry, I'm totally blanking. Um, but it was just about like how building wealth for your kids and your future is not necessarily, it's not a bad thing because if you're building it correctly you're, and you're building a multi-generational family to benefit them, mm. you are, you are instilling them the right things that when they get that wealth, it's not going to destroy them because a lot of people will sort of like, right. you know, Oh, we passed all of this to our kid and they became a terrible right. person. So they're going to invest all their time into making money for their kids someday yeah. when they die and not invest the same amount right. of energy into their children. So, so it was about like building assets that allow your children to sort of integrate with you. And that was yeah. the whole thing is like, we're going to integrate family and business um, together. And so like Jeremy was talking about how he is like looking to buy real estate with his son, yeah. his oldest son, who's like 17. Yeah. Uh, I think he's 17. Yeah. And so like, they're going to step through that together yeah. and then hopefully down the line, he'll leave that to his son 
knowing that he put in the work as well. And just like, it was just yeah. really this sort of cool. And well, that's really cool. Cause I remember I had read that thing, um, like a couple of weeks ago and this ties in, which was about, there was a story I was reading something else and she was like telling another story in that right. book, which was about this father who, um, like owns cattle. Like mm-hmm. that's what he does. He like raises cows and cattle and he really involved his son's at, from a very yeah. young age in the business in like picking out the cows yep. and like doing all that kind of stuff. And I guess a, a neighbor farmer or right, someone, yeah. you know, criticized the dad and basically said like, you're not, you're not very good at raising cow. Like yeah, you're, you're not, not very good at picking out the cows you're not very good. Cause he was ra- letting his kids pick them all. Right. And he's like, you know, you're not very good at, good at raising cattle. And he was like, oh, I'm not raising cattle. I'm raising men. Whew. And it was just this like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like this is just what you are using. And for him, it was business yeah. to raise your kids. Yeah. This is just another avenue to connect with them and, you know, help so, them to actually grow up. Yeah. So no matter if I leave them a fortune or if I leave them just some starting out money for right. their next business, right? It, that's not the point. The right. point is that they have seen the work, been a part of the work, yeah. understood the work. They are integrated into what real yeah. life looks like. And it's not just like, you're going to, I mean, you know, as a parent, of course we want to protect our kids, but like, you're not going to shelter, 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 shelter. Boom. You're in the real world. Boom. I'm dead. And here's a bunch of money. (laughs) (laughs) Did you die in an explosion? Boom. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) The stairs are on fire. I no longer (laughs) fit through the window. Obviously, take the cash, take the cash. <laughs> say it, bandit. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, those things are not going to happen quite right. that quickly yeah. chronologically, but that, you know, and, and, uh, and that's, part of this, that's why the integrated yeah. phrase and just all that you learned is yeah. so good. And, and if you guys are interested in sort of more of this, the family teams sort of like the podcast and all that they yeah. do is like a great place to start. Yeah. Um, because that they were sort of pulling from that, that idea a lot. Yeah. They um, obviously teach on this more. Yeah, and they do a much yeah. better job than me trying to read six lines <laughs> of notes. Saying, Boom! <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> Here's a bunch of money. Uh, so we talked about real estate. Um, uh, and then one line that I wrote down here was, everything we do is to capture our kids' hearts. Mm-hmm. And that was just like, that That spoke to me. Just like, we need to be proactive in thinking of our children and, and doing things that capture their hearts, that draw them closer to us as a family. Yeah. Not because we want to shelter them and keep them from ever growing up or anything, but we right. want them to know. And I feel like our parents did a good job at this. Know that like when we need advice or when we need input, they're there, you yeah. know? And, and so that was just like a really, I don't even know what context it was set in, but I just remember Wrote it down writing it down. Somebody said that. Um, what was it again? Say it again. Everything we do is to capture our kids' hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, business, family, life, etc. Yeah. Um, these are other two just sort of quick notes that I wrote down. Um, are they quick tips? They're quick tips. Jesus never puts his needs before someone else's. Um, and then it's never crowded at the extra mile, which I love that phrase. Yeah. That like those are two totally different kind of things. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Je- uh, it's never crowded at the extra mile. Was like okay, so like you know, Jesus says go the extra mile, mm-hmm. and yeah, not a lot of people do. And right. so if you're there by yourself, not that you'll get noticed, but that... I, I well, think, in, I think in business is probably what they were talking right, about. Right, that's for sure in business. But like, but when I think about it in life, it's never crowded out the extra mile. Like, it's crowded here. Life is crowded and busy and frustrating and sometimes mm-hmm. overwhelming. But when we, when we uh, dive into 
meeting people's needs and doing extra for them. Mm, It's not crowded there. And I feel like that's where you can find peace and clarity and joy and connection. Um, And so often we think like, oh, how am I going to do that here and do this and balance this and do all this? And it's like, well, the answer is already written out for us. It's to go the extra mile for someone else to to, to lean into being a better mom or a better sister or a better, you know, mm-hmm. husband or wife. And once you do, well, it's not crowded there. Right. And you could actually find those things that you're looking for, mm-hmm. but you're trying to look for them in this sort of like space. Crowded space. Yeah. So yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Um, and then one thing that we talked about was like schedule. And so like some of these guys were like pretty high powered business owners. Mm-hmm. And so they were asking questions about like, how do I, sort of like people are always reaching out for me. They want to pick my brain, et cetera, et cetera. Like, what do you guys do to do that? And so Jeremy talked about like how anybody can, he talked about anybody can have the crumbs. So (laughs) if anybody wants to reach out for me, I can say, here's my Calendly app. I'll I'll jump on a 30 minute call with you. Like that is, so if they're willing to do that, I will give them that. Right. And he said through that, he always asks, is this an assignment? God, is this an assignment for me? So Mm -hmm. like he wants to discern whether like, he needs to jump deeper and sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes a 30 minute call is all they, all they have. And right. that's that. And then he told a story like one time it led to like a, a husband and wife who were really struggling to come in and staying with him and his wife. And like, right. They stayed like, for a weekend. You know? a and so like yeah. just being discerning of like, if you're, if you value your time, which we all did in mm-hmm. the group and we, and you and I do, um, is like, don't just have these like hard, walls put up that's like no this is my time leave me alone like or yeah find a way to like discern from the lord if it's an assignment that he wants to to put you on and it's someone that you really need to sort of spend that time with and maybe take it you know so it was good yeah um and we talked about partnerships a lot which was really cool um and then um here's another line (laughs) that i wrote down (laughs) take family from a noun to an action verb, which I really love that idea. It's like family is an action verb. You're not just a family, but a family means that you're, you have, yeah, yeah. you're, you're on a path together. You have right. a mission, you have an agenda. It's you, active. You, yeah. Yeah. You know? And so that was really powerful to me. Um, and then they talked a lot about like your oldest and this is, this is where I need, I need some more insight on this. Cause I was, yeah. Uh, and maybe it's because we have a five-year-old and a two-year-old, but like they were very big proponents of giving your oldest child more ownership and leadership as part of the family team. Mm -hmm. Um, like they're the captain of the children. And to me that instantly sounds unfair because I'm a third child, (laughs) but you as an oldest child, is that like you sort of stepped into that role naturally and you would watch Taylor occasionally and you would help him with things. And so they, they kind of say lean into that and that fair is toxic and that if you try to do everything fairly with your kids, it just won't work out because some of them have different skills and some of them are literally just able to do more. Right, right. Um, fairness. Fairness, Right, yeah, to like toxic. aim for everything to be fair in a Every, family yeah. is just, it's never going to happen. Yeah. So that shouldn't really be the driving force right. behind your decision making. Yeah, and that yeah. was one thing that like, they, we, we kind of only touched on it real briefly that I was right. like, oh, I need to learn more about that. So right. I'm going to go to their podcast and try to find the one that's about yeah. that. Um, but that was really just kind of a unique, interesting sort of topic. Well, I think, yeah, and obviously I would love to learn more about it, but I think that's already very natural for an oldest 
you know, it's why so many oldest kids, I mean, it's why you can say, you know, what's your birth order? And if somebody's like, oh, I'm firstborn or I'm the middle kid or I'm the youngest, it's pretty safe to assume you can know a decent amount about them right. just by knowing their birth order. And so I think first kids already are handed that, hey, watch out for your, watch out for your little yep. brother or what, do this, do that. But maybe what is not done is the actual conversations about it right? and Choose, like talking through the and ownership of that. Them right. into the ownership, yeah. Instead, you just you just assume as right. the parent, you're the oldest, figure it out, make sure they don't do this in the right. socket, make sure they don't yeah. fall off the bed, make sure, and you're not really, there's no conversation being right. had. It, you're just assuming they're going to do that as the oldest. Yeah. And that's where I think later in life, it, that can get a little tricky. Yeah, and they sort of just said like, you know, let them take ownership of it. And, and taking ownership of something means that you get perks from it. Right. And so like, don't yeah. be afraid to be like, Hey, ki- you know, the kid captain gets, right. you know, gets to come with dad on this trip because you do such a great job of being that, being right. in that role. Right. And so mm. it's like, we expect the sort of the harder parts of it. Like you got to do this and watch out and be the right. bigger sister, big brother, yeah. but then step you don't, up. you got to step up, but then you don't get any rewards for stepping up. And so right. that could lead to like bitterness and sort of right. resentment of like, yeah, life. that's what I say. Yeah. Like later in life, I think a lot of older kids are like, you expected way too much of right. me too young. And there is probably a lot of truth to that, but finding that balance Balancing of, it with sort of like the perks of it. Yeah. Which was, yeah. which was really cool. And then, so I have two sort of favorite takeaway lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lesson by one of the guys in the group. His name is Dr. Josh. He has a brand called Famous at Home. So mm-hmm. I su- subscribe to their podcast. You know, and he's like a, he had, he's a doctor. He actually is a doctor, a therapist. So right. he had like a lot of brain science knowledge. Ooh, brain science. Yeah, a lot of brain science. Like he said the word amygdala at one point, And wow. I was like, I don't know what that means. It's part <laughs> of my brain. And it means something. Yes. Um, but he, he gave this, and again, this is like super boiled down. I know. These are just my notes. Yeah. Um, but if you could. These are just your guacamole notes. Yeah. This is just, this is just the guacamole of the burrito bowl. <laughs> right. We're not even getting down to the rice yeah, people. We don't even understand the rice right now. I'm just talking about the guacamole. <laughs> so he talked about sort of like the fight, flight, or what is it? The response, the. Yeah, hold on. I wrote it down. Fight, flight, fight, or freeze. Sort of like your yes, natural, your natural response responses. to things. Um, and just like how that, that just ends up being so much a part of your, your relationship with your spouse. Mm. Um, and that when we get into that sort of mode of fight, flight, or freeze, we sort of lose the ability to communicate and we yeah, end up fighting. just and he, reacting. And so he told this story about him and his wife where... Uh, her family was there for Christmas. He dropped them off at the airport. They were there for 10 days. They live in Canada. Her, mm. His wife is Canadian. And uh, so he dropped them off at the airport, went back, and on his way back, bought some batteries for all the kids' new toys. He said, I, I bought the Great Value brand at Walmart. Mm-hmm. And then he got some cologne because he had a coupon for it, and then he got <laughs> home. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hey, I got some batteries for the the toys. Yeah. And he shows them to her and he goes, well, why'd you buy those? Those are cheap. His wife, she's frustrated, she's frustrated by the, battery by the batteries. And he's got to tell himself, this probably isn't about the battery that I chose. Right. Something else is going on. And then he's like, and I also got a cologne. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, it smells like an old man. <laughs> and then he said, and then she tripped walking out of her room. 
<laughs> that I wasn't even near, but she shot me a look. Like, how dare you trip me from afar? <laughs> yes. Clearly, there was more going yes. on. And clearly, yes. there was a lot going on. And so, like, he could have responded in sort of that fight, flight, or freeze mentality, and they would have gotten in a fight about it. And about batteries. About batteries. It's not about It's not about the batteries, not about the clone, not about tripping. <laughs> and we can all, like, as married people, if you're married and you're listening to this, you're like, yeah. I know this. I've lived I've in this I've literally lived this situation. Yeah. Um, Brooke never has because I've, I've never really blamed her for anything that wasn't her fault. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why um, I think I'm wildly competent. <laughs> and so he did this really cool thing where he set up two chairs and picture two chairs facing the same way. So like one is behind the other and they're both. So like, like I'm facing one way. Guacamole lady is behind me. No, sh- no, oh, no, not, no, 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 not like sorry, that. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Not back to back. Not back to back. They're two chairs facing the same way. Like one's on an airplane. In, one's in front of the other, like yep. an airplane. Everybody's facing forward. And so often we sit in that front chair and communicate with people like, oh, why'd you get these batteries? Why'd you get this cologne? Yes. And in reality, what's going on is in actually in the chair behind us. Yeah. And so when we enter that fight, flight, or freeze mode, we're only dealing with the first chair. Yeah. And instead what we need to do is like not take some of that stuff so personally and actually try to figure out what's going on in the second chair. And especially yeah. like with your spouse, like I want to know what's in that second chair. Yeah. And oftentimes I find myself reacting to the first chair and that's where the fight ends up being. Mm-hmm. And so what Josh talked about, Dr. Josh talked about was like, he was like, don't call me Dr. Josh. So I did all weekend. Um, <laughs> which he talked about was like his wife was mourning that his that her family was gone. She was grieving that she they was were grieving leaving. that they were yeah. gone and they yeah. left. And, and that that was the emotion that was, that the, was sitting in that chair behind. Her. Yes, but instead it came out in you bought the wrong batteries. That smells terrible. And How dare you trip me with your mind? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and so that was really powerful. That sort yeah. of like lesson and and that story. But then he gave really good advice. Yeah. So that was just sort of set it all up. Well, we, I mean, you used that example this morning. We were talking about something else and I was explaining how I was frustrated or I don't even know if I had set an emotion and you were like, oh, I hear you. I agree. But what's in the second chair? Yeah. What are you at? What does that actually make you feel? Because you're not really upset about this instance. Yeah. It's something deeper than that. And that just using that language as always, having the language to have the conversation was that was already super helpful. And so what he did, what he told us next was really helpful that like, okay, you don't want, you, you want to try to avoid that moment because that's after something builds up. And right. so what he recommended for husbands and wives was 15 minutes a day, a 15 minute day check-in after mm-hmm. the kids are asleep when it's just the two of you to just sort of like talk on a feelings level, <laughs> which is hard for some people. It's hard yeah. for me. Yeah. And as he was saying this, I, I raised my hand and I said, Hey, so I have a friend um, who, <laughs> has a hard time talking about feelings. And so he will want to make jokes right. during this whole feelings talk. Right. What would you suggest for that friend? Right. He's a really cool friend. Yeah. He's really cool. He's got you great hair. You would love him. Dr. Josh, his name is TJ. Um, <laughs> and so he kind of just recommended this sort of like 15 days, 15 minutes a day of feelings talk. And he's like, sometimes it'll go a lot longer because there's a lot of feelings to discuss. Right. And sometimes it'll just be 15 minutes. Right. And he, he said to start with just two questions that you and your wife ask each other or you and your spouse ask each other is what was the strongest positive emotion you had today? And what was the strongest negative emotion you had today? Mm. And that just allows you to sort of like cultivate, answer it freely, cultivate. Well, one answer it freely. You said, always start in neutral. Don't bring anything into it. Yeah. Um, But cultivate this like emotional tie to each other so that when you get the wrong batteries, 
you're at a good level to talk about the actual thing that's going on. And it's not just like constant sort of like, I'm trying to understand you because you're, you're checking in daily. Yeah. You're understanding. And he was like, he was like, even now he, even while he was kind of giving this lesson, he was talking about his wife was home. They, they were traveling a lot, but they were coming home to house guests already being there. And she was, Mm, and so that's a lot. He could just kind of feel that already. And he's like, but I know that because of this 15 minute a day check-in. So I'll be able to come home in a better supporting role rather than just like being like, Hey, you know, what's up? Like, right. And, uh, and the wife feeling like, really, you don't see all the things that this yeah. is making me feel. And so it was just really, about it. Yeah. yeah, it was just really encouraging. So Brooke and I, in the last few days have, have checked in. Well, and we already ask each other, this is probably more your personality. You, you know, what was your highlight of the day? Yeah. Like we, we already ask con questions that are within like a 24 hour period, you know, of the day, but I don't do the feelings. What was your, whatever of the day? What was your, this of the day or this of the week? We do check in, but it's never been, what was your strongest positive emotion and your strongest negative emotion. And just like getting people to talk about feelings. And he, and one thing he said, he's like, you can't be a spiritually mature person if you're not an emotionally mature person, which I was like, Mm. amen to that. Yeah. Um, and then Dr. Josh, I'll preach Dr. Josh. Um, and then he talked about sort of that same, attitude about your children. Mm. Um, and he wrote this book and he accidentally said selfless plug. I wrote a book. Um, and so we <laughs> all, joked, shameless yeah, plug. Yeah. yeah, but it was selfless. <laughs> um, and so we all bought the book literally right there as he was talking on Amazon yeah. on our phones. Um, well, it, here's the thing. So it arrived in the mail on Amazon Tuesday morning. Yeah. You're like a book's arriving. And I was like, cool. Awesome. Can't think about that right now because yeah. my life is a <laughs> swirlicane. <laughs> Sunny's jump, literally jumping out of her bed. <laughs> Hold, please. And I, I text you because I took the book. It's about feelings. It's called What Am I Feeling? It's a children's it's book. It's a children's book for kids. And I took it to bed that night because I literally was like, I need to read this because yeah. I do not know what I'm feeling right yeah. now. Where's the chart? But, Open the chart. But there's a chart in the back and it's for you to sort of just like ask your kids what you're feeling. And mm-hmm. this is a challenge to me because I was like, well, aren't there, isn't there only one feeling and isn't it happy? You know, that's super enjoy <laughs> yeah. all the time. And so June and I now, every night as I put her to bed, I open that chart. We've read the book a few times, but right. now you don't she, read just, it every yeah, she just wants to go to the chart. And I said, what did you feel today? Mm. And, uh, it's been really powerful. Like, because you want your kids to be able to express their feelings, even oh, if yeah. they're bad, because that under helps you understand them. It helps you make them more well-rounded. And yeah. there's just so many positives to it. So I'm going to link the book in the, the description. The, one of the main, maybe you're getting there. One of the main sentences of the book, as they talk about the different emotions is the the parents or the teacher, whoever reiterating to the child, your feelings do not control you. Yes. Basically like you can feel that way, yep. but it, but that feeling is not you. Yep. You know? And so and I needed that Tuesday yeah. night. I was like, you're yeah. right. And so June has, <laughs> June has pointed to the happy. She's pointed to the angry. She's mm-hmm. pointed to the embarrassed. She's pointed to the surprise. She's pointed to the brave. Yeah. And we've had discussions about what drew out those feelings how yeah. we manage those feelings. Feel and it's just been really super powerful to just be like, okay, I, you know, cause again, it's hard for me. I'm a seven feelings are hard for me. Yeah. And this last year I've been trying to understand them more. Um, yeah. And just understanding that something is hard for yes. you is helpful. And so to understand that my kids have feelings that are not just happy is, yeah. is, challenging to me because I struggle with even just understanding my own feelings that aren't just happy. Yeah. Um, but to have a tool to sort of sit down and discuss this with my five-year-old and her understand what we're pointing at and talking about is just huge. Yeah. And it's going to help her sort of understand those feelings. And in that moment, know that 
This feeling doesn't control me, mm-hmm. even though it will happen. I am angry yeah. that Sonny grabbed yeah. my toy and hit me with it. Because for me, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah. For me as a nine, and if you're brand new here, we're talking about the Enneagram. I yep. assume you're not new here, but welcome if you are. Welcome, newbie tubies. <laughs> I have feelings. I'm a nine on the Enneagram. Um, I, I have feelings. <laughs> no, I, I, I had a train of thought that I made myself laugh with my newbie tubie joke and I forgot where I was going. It was worth it. Um, I just, I really, that, that statement of they do not control me is really helpful because that is my fear. Right. That it, something will control me and I don't ever want to feel out of control. Right. Um, in any sense. Yep. And so that affects me a lot of other ways. I'm not super spontaneous. I'm not this, I'm not that, but I refuse to even acknowledge that I have a feeling in out of fear that it might, well, if I acknowledge it, it might take over, you know, that whole idea of like, well, if I acknowledge I need to lose weight, then now I've said it. Now I got to go do it. Or if I say, I feel like I should break up with someone. Right. And you're like, well, you said it. I said it. Like now you got to do it. In July when I was like, I think I need to take January off my phone. You were like, wow, those words came out of my mouth. It's happening. Yes. It's happening. (laughs) It's happening. So for me, if I say, even in my head, (laughs) that made me so angry. Like, that is scary. That's a big deal That's for you. scary for me because yeah. I do fear that it will, uh, that it will control me. Yeah. Now I'm an angry person. Yeah. That is who I am. Yeah. And I don't want to be that. And as a nine, your internal piece is what matters to you the most. Yes. And so it's. And so I'm like, oh, wow. I, that was super embarrassing or it's not all about anger. Yeah. Although I'm learning for me, a lot of it is. Yep. There's a fire inside. There's I didn't know about. There's a fire burning. <laughs> I've never seen it. <clears throat> My eyes are rolling. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just really sort of just the, the two takeaways from that discussion was like 15 minutes a day. Yeah. And then that book, the emotional, just, the emotional like feelings. I'm using feelings words. Yes. Not yeah. just I'm using like. Well, we had learned last year at a, at a different session in a different group we were part of. There was, they actually had a, they were talking about something else totally, but they had a feelings word list. Yeah. Cause for some of us, even as adults, we're like, I don't know what I'm I feeling. don't know what I'm feeling. And so we went through an exercise yeah. where there was a list of words. And, and actually Josh has a list too, Dr. Yeah. Josh. And he said he would send it to us. Yeah. So as because, soon as he does, I'll find a way to like, okay. share that out. Yeah. Cause that would be helpful for me. But I'm even like, just starting with a kid's something. book has been super helpful. Yes. <laughs> Totally. Um, but those were two huge takeaways. And then one of the chairs and then the chairs. And then one other thing, Dr. Josh said, um, which was just like, I think it was just sort of like in the, we were just sort of having a round table discussion was, um, some study that he had read by another doctor with brain right. science. Brain science. Um, another brain science doctor said that 20 <laughs> minutes of command free play time for your children will do them wonders. Mm. So just like time where you're not being like, no, don't do that. Or, you know, obviously if they're, that's dangerous. You can That's jump in, thing. but where they just sort of take the lead and you, you are just, playing with them. You're though. playing you're not with leaving them. them alone. Nope, you're playing with them. Um, and he's found that like, if his kids, like if they have a dentist appointment, their command free playtime will be like, they're the dentist. And it's sort of just yeah. like, it's their, and, it's their way of learning. Yeah. Totally. Their way of learning and being empowered. Processing. And, and one of the people raised their hands, like I have six children, <laughs> uh, 20 minutes adds up quite, right, quite, quite quickly. quickly. And so he told this story about like how, this family of three, they had three kids was ha- the middle one was having a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Um, well they started command free playtime just with the middle one. Yeah. And it was like, they got him back. Life changing. Yeah. 
And so he says, like, if you have too many kids to do it with each of them, do it with the one that that is struggling, Yeah, you know, whether they're right. in a season of transition or whatever. And so that was just like a big takeaway for me. Like, okay, I can do that. I right. like playing. I That's can, harder for me. It's harder for you. So what does that look like? That's always my question. So like if, if I was upstairs with June playing on her little table yep. with Legos or something, if she mm-hmm. says, I want to build it this way, you're, I'm not going to suggest an alternative nope, just because I think it might look better. It. Yep. <laughs> and it's almost even just saying like before that, like, Hey June, what do you want to play? Yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm ready I'm to play in. whatever you want to play. Yeah. And so if you're jumping from thing to thing every two minutes as an adult, that, the rules. that's hard. <laughs> you're yeah. just leaning into that. Yeah. Um, and Apparently, the brain science is that it does something really good for their brain. I mean, I believe that. Yeah. So that was another good takeaway. Yeah. Um, and actually, like we... So I'm going to jump into my last part. I know we're kind of a little bit long, but it's fine. It's um, fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's going to be great. It's totally fine. So, and then I'm going to read what I told the group I want to be held accountable for. Mm, okay. So, So the last part was actually happened day one that mm. we were there, but it was my biggest takeaway and the most refreshing thing to me was all about rhythms. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jeremy talked talked about it. And of course, he had like all these scriptural references that were like amazing. And one yeah. at one point, I leaned over to Jeff. And I was like, is Jeremy the smartest guy you know? <laughs> and he goes, yes. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because I can get that vibe. Right. Um, but he talked about rhythm. And he talked about the seven-day rhythm being the only thing that like as far as time goes, has never been based off anything other than that God created it. So like months are sort of based off the moon and like, right. you know, and if you see it, yeah, all uh, that is, you know, is seasons, kind of et cetera. Like, based. yeah. Um, <laughs> but the seven day week isn't based off of anything that like is sort of cyclical and you like, don't find it anywhere else right. other than God created it scripturally. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, he talked about like, I guess Napoleon tried to introduce a 10 day week okay. and someone else tried to introduce a five day week. And like people literally went crazy and like, <laughs> it's always come back to the seven day week. Yeah. And one of the things that they said was like, so when we think of our lives, we, you know, we, we teach about the seven day rhythm and doing seven days really well. And then just repeating it. That's what they teach. That's what they teach. Mm-hmm. And so that, just that alone to me. And when I told that to you, it was like, okay, we could probably do that. Right. Un- un- mm. Unlike thinking of like, oh, what am I going to do this year? What am I going to do this month? How, how am I going to like make everything unique and fun and spontaneous? Like that's how I think. And it's like, right. no, I don't need to do that. I just need to do seven days really well and then repeat them. Right. Over and over again and right. just keep perfecting them and keep making them better. Yeah. And that, that to me was just like, I can do that. Yeah. You know, I can do that forever. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And it was just sort of like this really sort of peace giving thing. And obviously then I'm like, let's do, okay. And what do I do Monday? What do I do Tuesday? Like I jumped right <laughs> there and they were, there was just so much grace in this teaching. Um, but he started, he, he basically said was like, you know, if you want to go insane, make every day the same <laughs> or make every day different. Yeah. Sort of like Groundhog's Day. Right. You know, Either way will will we'll, lead to we'll insanity. Lead to, yeah, yeah. And that rhythm is just like there's part of our soul that needs that rhythm. Yeah. Um, and so they gave a bunch of uh, lessons and ideas and things like that on like um, what it could look what like. It, what it could look like. Um, but the main thing that we kind of circled back to was like sort of like the spiritual rhythm of a Sabbath, mm. and that was sort of like if you want to start living rhythmically within the week, yeah, take a Sabbath, right. And what that will do to you is one, 
let's say, let's say Saturday is going to be our Sabbath, which it is for Brooke and I, mm-hmm. that's going to change Friday. Yeah. Because Friday now you're sort of like finishing all the things up that you need to finish because you know, you're What's not going to work the next day. Yep. And it changes Sunday because Sunday sort of like you're starting things back up. Yep. You're getting in the rhythm of starting things up. Um, and then it changes Thursday because right. you know that you only have one more day until you have to finish things off and yeah. you know, so, so on and so forth. So that's what he was like, start with taking a Sabbath that mm-hmm. will change the both bookend days. And then you'll sort of find this rhythm. And what they do is they name the days. And so like, uh, one of the guys was like, who, who's lives near Jeremy and has sort of like been mentored by Jeremy. It was like, we have a day called tough Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And so my kids know that on Tuesday, I'm going to work a lot and I'm going to get a lot done. Yep. And that's going to be tough Tuesday. And we're all bought into that being the idea and sort of like naming the days, naming the narrative is, yeah. you know, how Emily Freeman talks about it yeah. from the next right thing. Um, and so that was just like, again, I was just so encouraged and inspired. Like I can do this because yeah. sometimes I feel like there's a year ahead of me and I don't know what I'm going to do all that year. Right. Yeah. Well, and like even using the tough Tuesday example, like if your kids understand this is what happens on a Tuesday, it might help them comprehend that like, it's not always going to be that way. Is is every day, is he going to work this much every day? Is this, this is all the time. And just knowing certain things are happening certain days, just like kids know, Oh, well we go to, we go to church on a Sunday morning or I do this on a Wednesday night or I have whatever lessons on a Monday night. Like they, they know that and they think through that and they look forward to it and it creating that rhythm really gives kids a lot of like foundation and mm-hmm. safety. Yep. And that is so valuable when you're trying to build a family that is integrated. Yeah. And so we, so Brooke and I have been doing this thing called family dinner where we have ice cream and, and stuff yeah. like that. And, uh, I need to sneeze. Go for it. Uh, wait for it. Is it really not there? Wow. I was going to ask, well, family dinner, we started a little while ago, but at the day, Nothing. The day has kind of flip-flopped. It's not always the same day. Yeah. For a while it was Wednesdays, yep. and for a while it was Mondays. Now it's Fridays. Now it's Fridays. And that was inspired by this. No sneeze, guys. Sorry. Um, because <laughs> they all do Shabbat dinner, which is a Jewish tradition, mm-hmm. and that launches into their Sabbath. So we're sort of making our family dinner, our Shabbat dinner, right. to launch into Sabbath as like a starting point. Like, you know, and so they 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 they, they recommended this. YouTube video called Shabbat Sesame, which I haven't written, but it's like, you should make the Shabbat dinner, the family dinner, the, the most hyped dinner of the week. Yeah. And that was really cool to me because I think a lot of times like spiritual and religious traditions are so boring. Everything's so calm calm and and they're like, and like lacking personality. Yeah. And it's like, why would our kids get hyped about this? They've sat here for 40 minutes as I've read from a scroll, like, (laughs) you know, they're two and five. You know, and so there was just so much. Know your audience. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so it was just like, like one of them, one of them was like, we started with pizza and paper plates. Yeah. But the kids knew that that dinner was important and it was hyped and it was fun. And like, they were bought into that. Yeah. Brooke and I have done, we do ice cream for dessert. Yeah. We don't eat dessert after dinner any other night, really. And so. Unless it's like a random special occasion, but we have ice cream. And we all eat a lot of it. Yeah. And so our and kids June, are bought into family dinner. Oh, every time sale. we get to the ice cream, she's about two minutes into eating. And she goes, oh, I just love family dinner night. Yep. And it's the sweetest thing. And she sees the tablecloth on the table earlier in the day. Yep. And she's like, it's happening. Yeah. And so it's we're <laughs> using that as a launching point to teach our kids the value of taking a Sabbath. Yeah. 
And that's just going to be huge because they're going to connect them together and they're going to be bought in full sale. And like, yeah. that's just huge for us. Yeah. And so what we did this time is we lit a candle and we broke, we didn't have enough food to cook. It was this Friday. <laughs> I just got home. Um, and so we went and we did the 30 count Chick-fil-A chicken nugget for the win. Yep. And then and we, I made fries and broccoli and other stuff. Yep. And we yeah. sat around the table and we held each other's hands as much as Sunny would. And we said, no. <laughs> and we, we lit the candle and we said, we are a family that loves Jesus, chooses joy and walk in love. And we are going to do that every Friday. Yeah. And when I think about the effect that that will have on my daughters, five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 years from now, yeah. it's huge. And, and what they said was invite your parents and bring your parent, like build that family, that multi-generational family yeah. forever. Yeah. And that's just, to me, like I get emotional thinking about like, yeah. Okay. On our family Shabbat dinner, whatever you want to call it, yeah. we call it family dinner. If June is married and has kids, like, are they going to come back to our house every Friday? Like, right. gosh, yeah. it's amazing. And the power that that has on your family is just huge. And so mm-hmm. I was just super inspired by that. Um, and, you know, we talk about this in our life is like the time doesn't matter. It's not like, oh, family dinner is five every Friday. Be there or you're going to miss it. It's like yeah. family dinner just happens on Friday. Yeah. And if we're running a little behind or a little early, it's still just going to happen. Right. It's about the rhythm, not yeah. the like, you know, super specific scheduling of yeah. it all. And we've talked about sort of having a podcast where we literally just talk about that. Yeah. Um, but how to start, this is sort of how to start. Uh, and this is the advice that they give. Start with an end of the week dinner. Right. Which like, is why we moved it to Friday. Yep. Um, and just like make that like a stake in the ground for your family yeah. and whether it launches into your Sabbath, let it, or don't let it, you know, that's up to you. Yeah. We're, we're choosing to let it because one thing that Jeff said while we were having this discussion was like, some people will argue like, well, I'd rather just do my Sabbath on Sunday after church and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, we do it on Saturday because if it's a, if it's a competition between, oh, he had some the institution, the institution or the family the institution will always win out. And meaning, so meaning the church, meaning the church, like, like you'll always sort of like adjust your Sabbath to fit church schedule rather yeah. than letting it be best for your family. Right. Um, and, and yeah, was, cause in yeah, full disclosure, quick tip, uh, getting a bunch of kids out the door is to be on time. Not restful. To the, like none of that is a Sabbath to <laughs> yeah. me. No, no offense, yeah. but it's just not, it's just not. So being like, Oh, I'm going to take my Sabbath a different day, a different day on a Saturday. Yeah. And, and, and it's really great. And so, we asked them, so what does that look like? Because yeah. to me, I'm like, do you just sit around all day and do nothing? Right, like, right, right. And so for Jeremy, it's like, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, they might do it a little bit differently than what I rem- remember. But he's like, I usually wake up early. I go to a coffee shop. I read something and I write for a couple hours while the kids sort of slow roll out of bed. And, yeah. and, and well, one a lot of, of his kids are older and stuff. And one of the guys, Blake, who has younger kids was like, I get up and I make pancakes. Yeah. And, you know, the kids eat them and we're making pancakes and, you yeah. know, it's not like we sit down for breakfast, but it's just like, it's just sort of this organic thing. Jeff was like, I get up early and I go like geek out on some theology that I've been <laughs> wanting to read, which I'm like, <laughs> I cannot relate to that at all, but right. that is amazing. Yeah. And then he's like, and then I let Alyssa go out and do something on her own. Yeah. And so it was like, the, and I guess they referenced this verse. I think it's Timothy where it's like, there's no judgment on the Sabbath, mm. meaning that like, and it's like, he was like, it's one of the only points in scripture where they say that about something that's like kind of open, like they actually tell you there is no, no judgment, judgment in Sabbath or, right. and again, 
that's probably not as specific right. as exact as it but needs just to be. Like, but like, I, I sometimes think as believers, we feel that like he even's like, and so then I'll drive to a coffee shop and I looked to him and I was like, Oh, you drive on a Sabbath. <laughs> and just like, right. we sort but, of but, feel that uh, like, yeah, it's gotta be a, a certain of, way yeah. and a certain, you know, you can't do that. You can't, that's too much fun. Yeah. That's too loud. That's too this. Yeah. And if your Sabbath is super chill and quiet, right. that's great. That's the point there. Make it, your Sabbath, whatever restful, is restful to you, to your soul, yeah, and helps you sort of like take a moment, pause, yeah, see the Lord in your life. Essentially, you know, yeah. see that what He has made is good. Mm. That is the point. Yeah, um, and so they were all joking, like, I don't know if I could just relax all day, and I was like, I will teach an e course on that. <laughs> I will carry that mantle. This uh, is my time to shine. This, this is my time to shine. I will show you how to rest first. Oh man get some house shoes. Um, yeah. Step one, get a really heavy blanket. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so I mean, I think this is the topic that we, for the most part, feel like we we have, we have started to, the family plan calendar was created because we sort of felt that we we needed needed this. this rhythm. And, and what I felt like Austin gave me was the language to be confident, to step fully into it. Yes. Um, yeah. Feeling what I, yeah. And that's what I was saying. Like we've, we've dipped our toes in this throughout the year yeah. and I still feel like we're a year in and I'm still going like, Oh man, there's so much here. There's so much more. And naming so the days was, and, was so powerful. Just yeah. like, let's name those days. Let's find out what they are. Um, one thing that they recommend is like doing a media night with your kids. where like one of the d- dads was like, we do, we, I find out what they're learning in school and we go find fun YouTube videos about it. And right. like, we just sort of lean into that. They connect, um, connect the dots. Between, so yeah. how to start, this was like kind of their quick tips on how to start. Yeah. Start with an end of the week dinner. Yep. A fun night. As a family. As a family. Right. A uh, weekly date night. Yeah. Uh, and one of, one of the guys actually shared, his parents almost got divorced in high school. And he said, the one thing I wish I would have done from the very beginning was have a weekly date night. Because I, I think if I had that, we wouldn't be here. The, the parents the shared parents. that. Yeah. shared that to one of the guys and that was in the group when yeah. he was in high school. Right. And I was like, okay, yeah, we don't have a weekly date night. No. And, and I think we justify that because we're together all the time. Right. And there's something you different know. about, yeah. you know, being adamant about that. So weekly date night, um, fun day of Sabbath. Like mm. the Sabbath should be your kid's favorite they day. They want it. They want it. They, they, they long it. for it because yeah. you're being so intentional with them and you're, 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 you're breathing life into their souls. Mm. Um, and then to, to, uh, have a morning routine that was like, but th- that, that yeah. wasn't like do all this right now. It was like, right. if you need a place to start, start with an end Pick of the week dinner. Of yeah. Just start there and let that be enough. Yeah. Um, and then one thing that they recommended if you're trying to get into the seven day rhythm was having a weekly review with your spouse yeah. and your kids as they get older, yeah. they said like eight or nine. You know, just be like, what worked this week? What didn't work this week? What was out of rhythm? You yeah. know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, um, and that was, again, back to the family plan calendar. That was one of our big things is like we, we all, in theory, you know, we go to work and we have these like, we have these agendas yep. and we have these they do meetings an, yeah. and we, you know, we have a five minute check-in every morning yep. and then we've got these workflow tasks yep. and apps. Like there are things to keep you on track yep. and moving forward and focused and rhythmic in your work. And then you come home yeah, and like, it's like, what is happening? Welcome to the Thunderdome. No one yeah. has figured anything out. And that is why we made the calendar. And that's why family teams exist to look as your team as an organization. So they do weekly meetings, they do annual offsite meetings where they go and sort of 
plan for the year. Yeah. And then did they do quarterly offsites? Quarterly, I love and it. so just like I was obviously I'm, that framework works. Right. To build so huge organizations worth billions and billions of dollars. In our home. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was just super powerful. And obviously I'm paraphrasing a lot because I was I went through a whole three days in an hour and thirty minutes yeah. on the podcast. Um but I'll link to sort of what I recommend you know, because yeah. I'm, I'm just learning like yeah. the family teams thing is new to me. Yeah. You know, sorry, Jeff, I don't listen to the podcast very often, <laughs> but I want, you know, yeah. cause sometimes you, you, when you make content, you're like, oh, I don't want to consume anymore. But now yeah. I'm like, man, I'm fired up to just yeah. like dive in and just like soak it all up. Mm. So I will share my takeaways and the things that we all had to write down and we're all being held accountable to this. Okay. So I'm being held accountable to the group, but I want to be held accountable to the audience as well our audience. Yep. So for the family, I want to move family dinner night to Friday, yep. which we did this week. Yes. Check. But then rhythmically keep it up. Add Sabbath to a Saturday, which we sort of did this week. We had the birthday party already pre-planned. And that was yeah. one, th- one thing one of the dads said that kind of has this in practice. He goes, go to birthday parties. It'll totally throw off your Sabbath, but go to them because they matter to the people that, that love you and that you love, mm-hmm. which again, grace. There's so much grace there. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wrote, Brooke goes thrifting on Sabbath because I know that that fills you up Mm. and we've gotten away from it. And I feel like part of that is my fault talking you out of doing it. Not Mm. literally with my words, but sort of just like, Oh, let's do something, you know? Yeah. But that fills you up. So you're going to go thrifting now. And again, that's because we, I feel like I say this every week, we know ourselves individually. And so what 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 a Sabbath looks like for you is different than what right. it looks like for me. And because you are the more enthusiastic person, we tend to do right. your version of yep. things because you present it more enthusiastically. Right. And I'm like, so low. I'm like, sure, whatever. Yep. And I really mean it. Sure, whatever. Yep. <laughs> but there are parts of your soul that aren't being filled mm-hmm. with rest. And so going and thrifting. thrifted finds. Every Saturday. <laughs> um, for, my, for the family, I also wrote doing the 15 minutes a day, which we've been doing a good job of since I got back. Oh, and this was one I totally missed. Mm. Training your kids, gamify, gamify the training of your kids. And one of the dads shared and just like sort of like an off conversation was like, I can't discipline my children for something I haven't trained them for. Yeah. So I was like, oh gosh, conviction. Yeah. So like he, he'll do this thing where he'll lay on the couch <laughs> and he'll say, go play in the other room. And when you hear my name, hear me call your name, come run as fast as you can. Yeah. And he sort of gamified, like, he's like, I can't expect my kids to listen in public to, to me, like to run to me when I call their name, if I haven't practiced that with them at home. Right. And so it's so often we so get- So he fr- turns it into a game. Into a game. So then, hypothetically, you're at the park. And you're like- And you're yelling for- June, come here. Right. You know, and they do because they know they've practiced. And if they don't listen, he's like, well, now I can discipline because we've trained for that, you right. know? And it yeah. was just like- that was cool. So we've started playing this getting on your shoe game well, yeah, because it, that's a point of tension for me when I have to get the kids out the door is shoes. Right, right. And it's been, and the last two days we haven't had any shoe issues. No. So that was just like a yeah, total. Well, it's more of just like a heart check of like, man, I do discipline them for things that they have or, not been or trained just for. Get an attitude. Yep. Or, I don't, I'd rarely yell me, but like, yep. I do get very frustrated. Yep. And then I realize I haven't fully, taught them to do yeah, they what don't I'm have asking it. them to do. They have no context for why I'm even upset yeah. about this. The expectations aren't be, aren't off because they've yeah. never been explained, et cetera. So that was really yeah. good. And that was just like a total side conversation. Yeah. Um, and then uh, for business, protect the rhythm and the schedule. Mm. There was a joke that when Jeremy leaves the house, 
and goes on a business trip by himself. He tells his family to protect the rhythm. Yeah. Jeremy is also a huge Lord of the Rings nerd. <laughs> so we were all holding out our staffs and yes. slamming them down saying, protect, protect the rhythm. Them. Um, so I want to do that for work. And because work and life are so integrated for us, Naturally, it will do both. Yes. Um, and then I want to, I want to have some real hard written down goals for real estate and what we're going to do with real estate. Yeah most of which is saving to do that. Right. Um, and then for both, I want to find out names for the days and find out a way that we can sort of just bring our kids into that and name our days and, yeah. and have that be a powerful thing to, to teach us about rhythm. And then I want to do weekly debriefs for with you and I sort of talking about what worked, what didn't work on a personal level as well as a business level because yeah. those are sort of integrated for us. So those yeah. are the things that I want to get done. Oof, that was a lot. And I you, there's I know there's stuff you didn't even I know. mention. So, I have to pee so badly. Okay. So, so let's go. Let's yes. finish off quick. So, so we're just going to say that that's where we're going to end. Know that we will most likely well, talk about all of We're not going to do strong more. feelings? No, I'm just reiterating that oh, like, right. if you feel like all of a sudden we're done, like yeah. we could just keep going. Yeah, because there was a lot learned there and we're going to sort of and you guys know, like, we want to make this a conversation. So I wanted to start with a conversation I had with Brooke and then sort of just like, as we learn these things and they come up on the podcast, like yeah. you guys know, like, oh, they didn't just figure all this out in a day and now they, they do it right, all the time. Right, like right. this is the starting point right yeah. now. That trip to Austin was like sort of a stake in the ground of like, we need a family rhythm. We need a business rhythm and we're yeah. going to work for it and we're going to make mistakes yeah. and there's going to be, there's going to need grace. Right. And so, yeah, it was just really powerful. There's going to be guacamole. Yeah. And what we want is guacamole. <laughs> so, I get it. Yeah. So, Brooke has to pee, so we're going to go real quick. Um, <laughs> strong feelings. Go, Brooke. Okay. Strong feelings. <laughs> My strong feelings are that I am, it makes me so happy to see the seasonal section in a store. Yeah. Specifically Target, because I don't really go anywhere yeah. else. But I, like, I'm all in. I love that they change things seasonally for the different holidays yep. and the times of year, because it it just... It makes me feel that anticipation for what's next. A rhythm. The rhythm of life. Yep. And I love that. And you don't care how early they change. Not really. Yeah. You're not getting, I'm not, you're I'm not getting not, bent out of shape when you see Christmas stuff. I'm at, like, whatever. Yeah. We all know it's yeah. coming. Do we really need to complain about right. that? Yeah. Like. Those are just, feelings. And they're strong. And they're strong. <laughs> And nice. I want all the seasonal things yes. right now. Yeah. 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 I got to pull Brooke away. We almost, she's like, uh, should I just burn all our patio furniture because there's new stuff here? <laughs> Target has new stuff out. Light the garage on fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, my strong feelings are, it's my first trip away. Yeah. By myself. It was in Austin, which was a super cool town. Ate tons of good food. But the scooters that are in cities, yeah. babe, there are scooters that you can rent in cities. Did you know, know that? I did know that. I did not know I've that. I've never been on one, but I knew that. I went on one almost every morning to go get my coffee and it was wow. so fun. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Super strong feelings about how Super fun those easy. scooters. Barely, Barely an inconvenience. You just have an app. Um, so those are my strong feelings. And finish it off with Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore, Rushmore of Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> of weekly rhythms we want to start. Mm. I'll go first. Uh, I want to or almost... I, can I, I would even say not even start, but either continue, continue or pick back up or, or something like that. Just make them ryth rhythmic. Yes. Weekly rhythms we want to make rhythmic. This is the Mount Rushmore of those. Wow. Mount Rushmore. Um, for me, it's... Well, can I... Sorry. One of the notes you had up there on the screen, but you didn't actually say out loud was, you can't claim something as valuable in your life if it doesn't show up in your week. Yeah. And that, that's so true. You can't be like, this is so important to me. Yeah. 
And then it shows up nowhere. Yeah, we week talked. After we week talked about. Week. We talked about that in a group where he was like, I had this person come up to me. and was like, Oh, I'm a writer, and he's like, Oh, did you write yesterday? And they're like, Right. No. And he goes, Oh, did you write the day before that? Right. Well, no, not necessarily. Oh, you did you write this week? Well, no, not not yet. Yeah. You know, and he's like, yeah. Well. I don't think you can claim that. Right. And then Jeff made the joke was like, well, I've written four books and I didn't write this week. Can I call, still call yes. myself? Right yes. Now? I think that was yeah. kind of an exaggerated Just example, like, but it is true. Like we, we can't claim that something's important to yeah. us if it doesn't show up. Yep. If it does, if we don't walk in love, if you don't see the physical, yeah. Like the action being taken. So that, this is sort of like what we want to just keep yes. seeing show up the yep. top four things. Um, for me, it's family dinner yep. that Friday night, family Shabbat dinner, whatever we want to call it. That, that launches into my second thing, which is the Sabbath. So yes. this Friday I took a picture of our 30 count nugget to send to the group to just show mm-hmm. them that I was doing it. And then I shut off my phone. And one thing that Jeff's suggested with is having a hard out for Sabbath. Yeah. So their Sabbath starts with that family dinner on Friday at five and it ends with like a family movie that ends at five and then they turn on their phones the and next kinda, day. Yeah. The next day. So it's, and, it's still a 24 hour period, yep. but kind of on the tail end. Yeah. Of two, like two it's days not starting at midnight and ending at midnight when right. you're asleep. Right. Um, and so, so mine are my four are family dinner, which leads into a, a Sabbath mm-hmm. um, where my phone is off. Yeah. And uh, then my f- second one or third one is weekly writing. I want to yeah. write weekly. Yep. So I've named Wednesday, which is my work day, writing Wednesday. Yep. No big deal. <laughs> and then I want the rhythm of doing one small thing in the house that I've thought about for months. <laughs> right. That's like changing a light switch cover or putting a light switch cover on a light switch that's been <laughs> bare for six months. Things like that. Yes. I want to get into the rhythm of doing them. Yes. You know, projects that take 15 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Or zero to 30 minutes, I guess. Right. Would be, you know. I mean, yeah. Sometimes it's it's the... T- yeah. I should really move that bucket of this over there. Yeah. That'd be better. And then I don't. I yeah. just think about it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So mine would be um, meal planning on Sundays. I kind of go in and out of the rhythm of this and I would You're just... You're getting better at it though, I am for getting sure, better, for but sure. it is so helpful. I don't go grocery shopping on a Sunday. I just plan the meals and make my list. Yep. And that is like so great. It makes me feel like I'm really setting our week up for success. Yep. Um, napping once a week because that's not something I do. Yep. I tend to just work through things. Power I'm going to drink things. another coffee and just go. Right. Um, guilt-free so napping. Guilt-free nap, which we've talked about before yep. on the podcast. Uh, going thrifting. Which yep. would definitely be one of which my is sort Sabbath. Of like into the Sabbath. Yes, activities. Well, you don't have a fourth, so you said you're going to make it up on the spot. Yes. So the pressure's on. And you also have to pee. So there's internal pressure there. and external <laughs> pressure. Outernal. You like that? Internal, outernal. Yeah. I, I've said this before. I know that I am a happier person when I spend time outdoors. Mm-hmm. And so for me, because I'm always asking the question, what does that look like? I think that like, well, if, I, if I'm, if I need to spend time outdoors, I guess I should be gardening or like, I need to do something super active right. with that. And sometimes it's as simple as like just sitting eating outside. my front, eating my front porch, eating my lunch <laughs> on the front porch Bur- or burning all the porch furniture. Right. That's an outdoor That's activity. Outdoor activity. <laughs> I guess I got to go to Target. Um, but just like, yeah. Placing value on just being outside. Letting the sun a bit. touch, the sun rays yes. touch your body. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's a weird way Not to, to put end it. On, but okay. <laughs> We're doing it. We're here. All right. We've made it. That was it. We did it. This is, the lo- this is our longest podcast. Wow. 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 It's wow. 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 To pee so badly. Um, but thank you guys for listening. I hope that wasn't like too much too, too quickly, scattered. but I just, I just felt like it was a good place to start because 
we do want this to be a conversation. We want you guys to learn the lessons that we're learning and then see us walk them out in hopes that it'll inspire you to walk them out. And we're not going to do this perfectly. Um, We'll make some mistakes, but we want to live intentionally. We want to follow Jesus with our intentionality and with our whole hearts and, Mm -hmm. and just lean into what he has for us. And I think rhythms and seven day rhythms is a big part of that. Yeah. So thanks for listening. I have no idea where the commas go, but okay. (laughs) Okay, I love love you. you, bye. Bye.